Hello again, friends, and welcome back to Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts, and I'm here all by myself today to tackle this amazing topic of achieving big goals with limited resources. Now, whenever people join my Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose Facebook group, I ask them to tell me the biggest marketing challenges that they face as an organization. And so one person when they joined the group told me that their biggest marketing challenge was achieving big goals with limited resources and i was like oh my goodness that is a podcast title if i have ever heard one can i use it and so i am and really what better time to answer this question than when we are headed straight into the year-end giving planning season. What I found so interesting about the statement of achieving big goals with limited resources is I do a recurring talk for the Missouri Women's Business Center where I talk to new female entrepreneurs about how they can power the marketing of their business. And they're facing the same thing that so many nonprofits face on a daily basis as well. They are trying to fuel huge dreams on a nearly non-existent budget, right? The whole goal of my presentation is to just help them see that there really is an opportunity for them and that they can market their businesses and that they can grow their businesses even on a nearly non-existent budget. I understand this. I really, really do because I started my business when I was 25 years old. I'm 41 now. Yes, I'm a woman and I just told you how old I am. But I went on a walk with my mom one night and I was frustrated with my job. I didn't feel like I was in a very good situation. And she looked at me and she said, Monica, you're young and there's no time like the present to be hungry. She said, Monica, you're meant to be a business owner. And Right now you have all this time and energy that you can dedicate to this thing that you love and grow it. And in the future, it'll allow you the flexibility that you want to raise a family and achieve your other goals in life as well. So I started this business at 25 with nothing but pretty much peanut butter and a computer to my name. Oh, and I had a dog named Maybe. She was the sweetest thing and I had a cat and I lived in a teeny tiny apartment with no air conditioning. (laughs) It was awesome. So I do know a thing or two about achieving big goals with limited resources. And today I am going to give you a part pep talk, part advice, all from the heart about how you can do the same. So let's get to business. You're on a mission and you just need more people to know about it. And whether you're brand new to marketing or a seasoned pro, we are all looking for answers to make marketing decisions with purpose. I'm Monica Pitts, a techie, crafty business owner, mom, and aerial dancer who solves communication challenges through technology. This podcast is all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. Now, before we get started, I want you to mark your calendars for October 19th. It's a super exciting day. We have two really big things happening on October 19th. The first thing is we kick off our Crack Your Ask three-day challenge. So dedicate 15 to 20 minutes 
a day and join us as we write our year-end fundraising asks together with instructions and feedback and support all on the nonprofit Marketing with Purpose Facebook group. It's free. It's awesome. And the collaboration will really help you make sure you have the right year-end ask for your organization. And then the second thing that happens on October 19th is that registration opens for our year-end giving training. Now, this is the same training that helped our local nonprofits raise over $1.6 million last year. Well, that and like a metric ton of elbow grease and awesomeness because they are incredibly awesome and they worked really hard to earn all those donations. And I gotta tell you the thank you notes from this training are really what keeps me powering through the whole year because I know that I'm making a difference for these nonprofits. Now this year, our training is gonna consist of five on-demand year-end giving training modules. We will also have social media and email marketing schedules and templates for you to use and modify for your own campaign. And then we'll have live support in our breakout sessions and virtual office hours. And you can get all the details for that training at youmaycreate.com. That's Y-O-U-M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. Registration closes November 15th. All right, now let's get to business. So if you are tasked with creating something out of nothing, right? <laughs> then I would give you these four overarching tips. I would say, first, use what's already in your pantry. Second, lean into your strengths. Third, you're going to have to give it some elbow grease. And fourth, wear a costume if you have to. Yes, a costume. I just said that. There is totally a story behind that. And you know I'll be sharing it in a little while. <laughs> but before you ever do like any of those four things ever, I really feel like before you take a step towards figuring out what you're going to do to promote a campaign, you need to take a step back and assess what you need to get out of it. And that is goal setting. And I know goals, blah, blah. Nobody wants to hear about them anymore, right? But no, really. Like a successful campaign starts with understanding where you're going. So you have to be able to tell your donors, this is where we're going. This is what we're going to do with what you give us. You also have to be able to know for yourself, these are the activities that I need to do to get to this spot. Because if all you need to do is raise $100, the activities that you're going to do are a lot different than if you need to raise 10,000, right? So making sure that you understand what you need to get out of your campaign and what you're going to do with the funds that you raise so that you can clearly articulate it to your donors is the first step to a successful campaign. I can tell you from a business perspective, the clearer that I get on where I'm going as a business owner, the better I can steer the ship to get there. And that's everything from reviewing our goals on a, like we, we review them every six weeks right now, um, making sure that we understood clear benchmarks that we were gonna have to hit to get to those goals, understanding the activities that we needed to do to get to those goals. And then too, even just like narrowing down our audience and who we wanted to talk to, deciding that we were gonna spend our energy talking to nonprofits, deciding that we were gonna spend our energy talking to commercial construction companies. Those are big decisions as a business. Now, how does that reflect to you as a nonprofit? Well, as a nonprofit, you can't just talk to everybody. You have to speak to people in particular, and that will help you craft out your message. Deciding where you need to grow your audience is a big 
deal. So a lot of the nonprofits that I'm talking to right now, they all want to speak to this younger generation, but they're having a hard time connecting with them. They have an older generation that they speak to a lot, but those people are are going away, passing on. Oh, God, I wish there was a nicer way to say that. They're literally dying, okay? That is a terrible way to put it, but that's what's happening. And so they're trying to figure out how do we reach out and connect with that audience? Well, the thing is, is that you actually have to find a way to specifically talk to that audience. So what are you doing that helps that audience solve a problem that they have or a perceived problem that they feel the universe has that they are compelled to solve and you're going to talk to them from their perspective but you have to make that goal first i need to connect with a younger audience okay so then you can craft your campaign around the ability to reach out and connect with that younger audience if that's one of your goals so that's step zero of achieving big goals with limited resources understand what your goals are, right? Especially your marketing goals. And be able to articulate those to the people that you need to talk to and don't talk to everybody the same way. Whoa. All right. So that was going a little deeper than I thought I would start. Anyway, so let's move on because after I understand what an organization's goals are and who they're talking to, that's when I start kind of campaign planning, right? And that's what we really want to talk about today. So the first thing I do is I ask them what they already have. Because when you are eating on a budget, you don't go out to the grocery store every single day. That's just like a recipe for budgetary failure. Instead, you have to work with what you already have in your pantry, okay? So you need to assess the things that you already have in your marketing pantry because we are going to use those things to make dinner. So let's open the door to our marketing pantry and let's take a look at some of the things that might be in it. Because it doesn't matter if it's your 100th campaign or your first campaign, everybody starts where they are. You have to start investing in your marketing and building your assets so that way you can use them later, but you start with what you have. And it might just be energy, it might be youth, it could be optimism, it could be a number of things, but you only have what you have right now. And we want to know where we're going to go so that way we can get more stuff that we need to get there, but we start where we are. So if you don't have a billion dollar website, that's okay because that's where you are right now. Maybe it's your goal to get a billion dollar website because you're going to serve your audience through the website. Okay, that's great. You need to know that. If you know that you need to use videos so you can connect with a younger audience but you have no videos, that's okay. You're going to start where you are. You don't have to have a brochure. You don't have to have a business card. You don't have to have a professionally produced video. You have to have a compelling reason that you are helping the universe solve a problem that people can get behind and want to help. That's it. I can't tell you how many people would show up at my office and be like, hey, I need to have a business card so that way I can start running my business. I'm like, you don't need a business card to run a business. You need a reason to run a business. Now go run a business and come back and we'll make a business card, right? (laughs) So back to that pantry. Your marketing pantry doesn't have macaroni and cheese in it, probably. Well, maybe it has macaroni and cheese in it if you are the food pantry, in which case that would be a great marketing asset if used correctly, I'm sure. (laughs) 
at least according to my 11-year-old who thinks that macaroni and cheese is literally a food group all in and of itself. But I digress. Okay, so marketing assets. These are things like, I mean, there's the obvious emailing list, mailing list. If you've got a Facebook following, any other type of social followings. So those are all things that you've probably thought of before. But I just had a conversation with an organization the other day who they have a multiple thousand person mailing list, but they have an email list that's only like 500 people. And they know that they want to send more emails, but they don't have those emails. What they do have is they have an event that they do every single year that's very well attended. And people have to sign up for the event online and then they buy things at the event and they have to check out. Now, I know that that sounds strange that I'm listing those as assets, but all of the processes that you take people through in your nonprofit are also assets because you can use them to build the assets that you want. So for example, this nonprofit, when people sign up for the event, would gather people's email addresses. And in that way, they will build their email list. And when people go and check out after participating in the silent auction or the live auction, they would give them their email address when they check out. It becomes part of the process, right? So don't overlook those opportunities to connect with people and be able to educate them about more things that you do or gather more marketing resources from them so that way you can better communicate with them in the future. When you're asking people for their emails, you're not just saying, hey, I want your email so I can ask you to give me money. You're like, hey, I want to be friends with you. I need your email so that way we can better communicate. So look for spots in your processes that you can ask people to help you build your marketing assets. Another great example of a marketing asset that you might not even think of is your hold message, any email signatures, those are all places where you can promote. Or if you have truck drivers that go pick up donations from people in your community, those drivers are an asset. You could give them door hangers. You could have them hang door hangers on the house, two houses on either side of the one that they're picking up stuff from, right? that becomes an asset. They just spread your message for you. You could have yard signs put in your board members' front yards, right? So all these little things, they build into something else. You could literally have every single board member update their email signature through the month of December to promote your organization. And in that way, they would completely passively promote your organization from them. So we're gonna start with what we have, right? We're gonna open up the marketing pantry, we're gonna see what we've got, and that is what we are making dinner with. Next up, you're gonna lean into your strengths. You're gonna do the stuff that you like and that you're good at. See, a lot of people think that your marketing is all revolving around a budget, but in actuality, it should be built around what you have and what you're good at because that is what's going to make your marketing plan strong and that's what's gonna allow you to operate your marketing plan on little to nothing because you're gonna get to do things that you're good at and that you like and it makes you actually appreciate your job, to be honest. So my brother, he operates my parents' company and poor Travis, I shouldn't say poor Travis, that's not very nice. Okay, so Travis cannot stand up in front of people and talk, he will faint, he will pass out. I'm not kidding. He was a groomsman in my wedding and he almost passed out in the middle of the wedding. I only had 40 people at 
at my wedding and it was too many people for him to stand up in front of. So Travis should never do public speaking as part of his marketing mix, like ever, because he's going to pass out. He did have to do it once and then the clients called me (laughs) and they were like, Monica, your brother has passed out in our office. And I was like, oh no. But fortunately, it was for an association of emergency physicians. And so they were totally cool because they knew exactly what to do with him. And I was like, okay, well, cool. I couldn't have been any better place for him to pass out, right? No more public speaking engagements for Travis. I love you, brother. I love you. So we want to lean into our strengths. If you hate writing, don't start a blog. If you hate social media, find another way to connect with people. Do what you like to do. That's number two. So number one, we're going to use what's already in your pantry and understand that we're starting where we are. Number two, we're going to lean into our strengths. And number three, we're going to give it some elbow grease. I can't tell you how many people just want to be able to click a button and have something happen. It doesn't work that way. It really doesn't work that way. You have to do the planning in order to get the results, period. You have to do the activities to get the results, period. You cannot just wake up one day and decide, hey, you know what, I think I'm going to go run a marathon and then just go run a marathon. You have to train to run a marathon. And your marketing is not a sprint. It is a marathon. So every campaign that you have is an opportunity for you to build up those assets to use next time, but we have to do it intentionally. That's why we start back with the goals and the asset discovery and all that kind of stuff. But you also have to know that you're probably going to have to do things that you don't want to do as much when you start. So for example, when I started my business, I was inside of a real estate company and I had all the clients that I ever wanted until 2008 at the downturn of the market. That really sucked because the marketing company that I worked for, they fired me. I mean, sort of, not in a bad way, but it just wasn't going to be the right fit for them anymore because they were going to franchise with somebody else so that way they could get all their marketing cheaper. And then I was out $30,000 a year, which was like, well, half of the income for my company at the time, which was really craptastic. So I had to start making cold calls. I had to call everybody that I knew. I had to call people that I didn't know. I had to go to networking events. I had to shake hands. I joined BNI. I joined Rotary. I did all kinds of different things that I didn't really want to do as a lovely introverted designer, but I had to learn. And I went to sales training, blah, blah, blah. Okay, you hear what I'm saying. So you're going to have to give it some elbow grease. You're going to have to call people, talk to them on the phone, shake people's hands, meet prospective board members, take them out to lunch, do all the things that maybe you don't really want to do. So that way you can get where you want to go, which would be potentially just clicking a button and having things happen, right? But we have to build those assets first. So the elbow grease is a big piece. And then too, I mean, like you're going to fail at it sometimes, right? So you're going to think, oh, I can do this and it's going to work perfectly. And then you're going to put it together and it's just not going to work. I can't tell you how many times I've done that. (laughs) It's like on repeat at least every other day. Hey, did you know that just the other day I was looking at my podcast metrics and our listenership was way down. We were down to getting like 30 listens a day from like getting 70 listens a day. 
it was the weirdest thing. And it had been like that for like two months and I couldn't figure out what was going on and I just kept looking at it. We analyzed everything. I Googled searched to see if any algorithms had changed. Like, I don't know. And finally, I looked at our listing out on Apple Podcasts and we only had 25 episodes showing for some reason. And I knew, because I'd just been in my analytics, that we had 88 episodes that should be available. And some of them were great. They're evergreen. Like, people can learn from them all the time. They answer people's questions. What? So it turns out that one of the settings was changed on our podcast, and we missed out on thousands of listeners over the course of two and a half months. So we epically failed, right? But I know where that setting is now, and I am going to check it every single time, right? So you're going to have to fail sometimes, and it's okay. Like, it it hurts. It really does hurt. But I'm telling you, once you sent out an email with all the wrong links to promote something that you'd been working on for months on end, you will never send out an email with wrong links again. Am I like airing my baggage? Maybe. Yes. Okay. Thank you for this counseling session. I very much appreciate it. Okay. So then last but not least, as you are going through and you're giving it elbow grease and you're doing some stuff that you don't necessarily want to do, you can wear a costume if you want to. Okay, you can wear a costume if you have to. What I'm saying is that sometimes we don a role that's not necessarily the one that we want to be in forever, but we know it's the right role to get us to the place that we want to go. So for example, when I had to make all of those cold calls when my business flipped and I didn't have my big client anymore, I literally put on a costume like a Halloween costume. And I stood in front of my bathroom mirror and I made cold calls in my Halloween costume. And I did it because to me, it was like the biggest inside joke. Here I am making cold calls, letting people hang up on this woman who is dressed like a tree. Dressed like a tree, right? I wasn't like I was even saying It was cool that they hung up on me. But one of these people was going to do business with me and I knew it. And I just needed to put one foot in front of the other and do the activities that I knew needed to be done to generate the karma to build my business into what it is today. And you can do the same thing. And you can wear that role. You can put on a costume. It's all right. Like find some levity in these situations. So many times if you really want something to grow, you have to go outside your comfort zone to do it. And sometimes to go outside that comfort zone, you just have to embody this other imaginary tree. (laughs) So you can allow yourself to take that step. Okay? Yeah, I know it's weird, but it totally worked for me. And that's why I'm telling you about it. All right. So once again, achieving big goals with limited resources It doesn't matter if it's your 100th campaign or your first before you ever take a step towards figuring out what you're going to do to promote a campaign. You need to take a step back and assess what you need to get out of it and be able to articulate that to the people who are going to help you get there. Okay, so goals are first. That's step zero. Yeah, I just said first, but it's actually step zero. And then after that, you're going to assess what's in your pantry. Open up the pantry, look and see what you've got. That's what you're going to make dinner with. You're not going to the grocery store. You start where you are. Don't be embarrassed about where you are. You are in a great place and you are doing great things. You're going to lean into your strengths. Do the stuff that you and your team are good at. 
Do the stuff that excites you and your team. Don't do the other stuff that makes you pass out in front of groups of 40 or more. That is a bad plan. And then you're going to give it some elbow grease. Remembering that you're going to have to go outside your comfort zone and do more work when you do something the first time than when you do it the 10th time. Because all of those processes and assets are going to have to be built that first time. And that's okay because you're going to have them to grow with in the future. And as you have to step outside your comfort zone, you're going to do number four, which is wear a costume if you have to. If you feel like you need to dress up like a tree to do the thing (laughs) that needs to be done, because you don't want to do it, then by all means, dress up like a tree. And that, my friends, is my pep talk about how you are going to achieve big goals with limited resources. Ultimately, the only other piece of advice that I would have to the people who really are working with those limited resources and have those big dreams is be yourself and promote your own authentic message and don't get all wrapped up in all the other stuff. Remember, we all fail sometimes and it's okay because we're going to learn from it. I'm never going to have only 25 episodes in my feed again. I learned my lesson. Okay, and you'll learn yours too along the way. But it's equally as important that you learn that lesson being yourself and not trying to promote yourself as someone else because then you're just going to blend in with everyone else and they're never going to remember you for the awesome things that you do and the true difference that you are out there to make in our universe. With much love. Thank you so much for your time today and for joining me for this part advice, part pep talk (laughs) podcast. Until next time, go forth and market with purpose. Thank you so much for joining me today. And before I let you go, I want to remind you one last time to mark your calendar for October 19th. Join me and other nonprofits in crafting your year-end fundraising ask on the Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose Facebook group. And Also, go over to youmaycreate.com, Y-O-U-M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com and check out what we're offering this year for year-end giving training. Registration closes November 15th. I'll see you there. And until next time, go forth and market with purpose.